Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, John Gletch. I'm a real estate agent and team leader living in San Diego. I run a team here and a big team in Arizona. And it's my passion to help real estate agents create greater levels of freedom by building, growing, and scaling their businesses and teams. And today's podcast episode is a great uh, evidence of that. I talk about hiring virtual assistants. And this is a about a 20-minute talk. I did at a conference where I talk about how we at the Glutch Group have created a really scalable system of uh, hiring overseas virtual assistants and how they've been able to uh, have us double our productivity at least. It's really great. And again, it's a live event. So there's some visuals there that might be helpful. You can check that out on my YouTube channel where you can see the slides and everything else. Also, I reference a resource in here at vacheatsheet.com. So you'll want to check that out, vacheatsheet.com. There's a free download there along with YouTube videos where I explain everything I do to recruit, hire, and train these virtual assistants. And in the coming episodes, we're also going to have those same YouTube videos right here on the podcast. So you can listen to those as you're driving around, but really does help to check this out on YouTube. So go over and check that out as well and enjoy the talk I did at the Be Different conference about doubling your productivity, hiring an overseas virtualist. Yeah, this is uh, a little bit about my team and I can remember, um, I live here in San Diego. I've lived here for three years. I live in Coronado Island and I run a, uh, like an $80 million team in Arizona. And I can remember in 2011, sitting in a room like this, uh, even bigger, it was the first coaching event I had ever been to. It was a Craig Proctor coaching event. And I'm sitting in the audience, there's like a thousand people there. And there's all these agents on stage talking about how they, they sell hundreds of houses and they make millions of dollars. And I, I believed it. I was like, I think it's legit. Like, I think these people are telling the truth. I thought the system would work. I believed that their ideas were smart. And I was so overwhelmed. I was like, what, how am I ever, gonna do this. Like, how am I gonna take all these ideas, like all this stuff, like I had the secret kind of in front of me and I didn't know what, I didn't know what to do. So I'm just so, it's surreal to be here now and to think back to kind of that very first event. And this is kind of what life was like for me. It was like 2011, I was just getting married and uh, we were buying my first house, my wife and I, and I had to borrow money for the down payment from my father-in-law, which is an awkward phone call to make. Hey, future dad, I'm sort of failing at life. Could you help me out with some money for the down payment? And oh, by the way, my credit is ruined because I had to short sell seven houses that I bought foolishly in the rise of the economy. Anybody else make some dumb decisions in like 2005? Uh, So then the market crashes, I lose all the houses, went broke. And uh, you know, thankfully, if you're gonna meet your spouse, a great time to meet them is at the bottom because if they love you then, then you know, you know, they'll stick with you through the highs and lows. So thank, thank God for my wife. So I was really at the, at the bottom. I was working all the time. I was you know, trying to sell houses, but was super, super overwhelmed and, and truly felt like a failure. I was embarrassed, ashamed, frustrated, and was starting to look for like a real job, right? I was like, this is not working. I had built a real estate investment company that had failed, lost everything. Now I'm trying to kind of start over the old fashioned way, selling houses to friends and family and trying to figure out like, how, how can I, how can I do this? Uh, I knew I needed help, but I was living in the reality of my past failure. So again, I'm sitting in this room, the, the answer before me, this coaching program, all this different stuff, and I was afraid to take the next step. I knew I needed help. I couldn't do this alone, but I was afraid to hire somebody because I had built a company before and had laid all those people off. That sucked. 
I was also just afraid in general of kind of my own failure of, of doing things wrong again. And I remember, I'll never forget, I was driving along one day and my church had this program where you would disciple young people, right? So you'd kind of find a college kid who was a bozo and you'd go, hey, I'd like to help you not be so much of a bozo. And, you know, I'll tell you a little bit about Jesus. This would be great. And I'm, I'm thinking about who can I disciple? Who can I like mentor, you know? And I, clear as day, I felt like uh, the voice of God, honestly, say, don't, you don't need to disciple somebody. You need to hire somebody. You're living in fear. You're living in the past regret of your, of your previous failures. And I don't want you to do that anymore. I need you to take a step of faith and go hire somebody because you're never going to have more influence over anybody in your life than you do over the people who work for you. And so don't stop living in fear and take a step of faith. And I think that message is for maybe some of you today is that, okay, it's time to take the first step. It's time to hire that person that very first person who's going to help you. Or maybe you've got a team and you've got all kinds of people and I want to maybe help you kind of see a new light of a different way to hire, a different way to free up some time, some energy to implement some of the amazing ideas that you're learning today. So I realized there are a few greater ways to influence someone's life than to hire them. You just think about it. You get to spend all this time. You have all these amazing things inside of you, all this wonderful wisdom and the accumulated knowledge of the time and the, the ups and downs and the failures of your life. And, you, and to think about hiring instead of from the perspective of what can I sort of get or how can this person help me, but from the perspective of I actually want to hire people, not only because I think it'll help me grow my business, but because I think I can actually benefit their life in some way. And to start to think about it in that way was truly a, a radical mindset shift for me. So I pushed through. Here's a screenshot. Recently, I because I don't live in Arizona, we do everything on Zoom. You can, this is my normal outfit here, my like headset and uh, you know that sweatshirt. And this is some of my team, the people who fit on the screen there. We've got 15 people, uh, and you'll notice that some of them are like in their random house in like India or the Philippines. We've got people in California, in Arizona. So I've got truly an international team. I've got people in three different countries and two different states who all work for us. And these people, uh, and one of them is in the room, Ashley, my assistant, so great to have you here. Uh, it, these people have changed my life forever. Uh, I am a better and bigger and uh, more well-rounded person because of the influence that these people have on my life. I am so glad I made that first decision that most scary, decision. it gets easier as you go along, you know, hiring people now, no big deal. But the first one's terrifying. And so I'm so glad I pushed through. I'm so glad that I now have this wonderful group of people who help me sell hundreds of houses a year in a state that I don't live in. So imagine if I had never taken the first step, right? I'm so thankful I did. So here's what I want to talk about today. I think that you could potentially make your first hire like tomorrow. And I think a great way to start is with an overseas virtual assistant. So a couple benefits of hiring somebody overseas. So we can hire somebody in California, but like we were talking about earlier, you got to pay them like 500 grand a year just to get groceries, right? So that's expensive. So maybe we can hire someone in a country that's much less expensive, like India or the Philippines, where you can pay far less. You can get someone to help you full time and provide a great life for them because it's not that you're just underpaying these people. It's, that it's much cheaper, it turns out, to live in the Philippines than it is to live in California. So it's affordable, it's scalable, this is something you can do for your very first time or and this is something that's, you know, the question is what's working in your business. What's working is I can run a company from a different state, right? That's the big picture here. And I'm I'm proposing that this is a good place to start and that I'm glad we started this way. So it's scalable. It works for big teams like mine. I have six people overseas or it could work as your very first hire. 
And then I'll talk about more specifics to come. So I'm not gonna get into the nitty gritty of how to, how to recruit, hire, and train a virtual assistant. I've got like a cheat sheet. I'll give you the URL for that that tells you exactly how to do it. I've got videos on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, explaining how to create a job description, how to market, how to train, all that stuff. It's, I'll give you that later. But what I'm trying to do now is sell you on this idea. I'm trying to get you over the chicken line that I was on you know, in 2011 that I'm so thankful I pushed past. So I'm gonna try to sell you on this idea. Helps you become a better person and dramatically improves the quality of life for not only you, but your virtual, virtual assistant. I think there's this weird idea. We get caught up on this thing in America of like, we're gonna keep the jobs in America. Like, since when are people not in America, not people? Like, come on. Like, why don't we wanna provide great jobs and a great living for people like all over the world? Like, let, let's, I'm all, I'm patriotic, all that, you know, my family, military family, all that stuff. But I, I, I just, I think that's a closed-minded, narrow mindset. I wanna, as much as possible, benefit literally the whole world. And so it's not only has this affected my life and made my life so much better, that it's made the lives of the folks that uh, who work for us much better too. So uh, I'll explain some of that story too. So here's Shiva, he's one of my virtual assistants. He lives in India. And uh, I wanna tell you a little bit about what he does, but let me tell you real quickly his story. So Shiva, when I met him uh, three years ago, was commuting four hours a day to work on the bus system in India. That's a bad commute. That's worse than San Diego. Four hours a day. Shiva was uh, suffering from epileptic seizures. He was, he was sleeping so poorly uh, and suffers from epilepsy. So he weekly was having debilitating seizures, having to go home, couldn't complete work. Uh, I mean, he was, he was really losing his life in many ways. And his life uh, was, was going downhill quickly. He couldn't afford to pay the bills because they keep sending him home for work. He's working in a terrible life environment. And I hire him and put him to work in his house. So his commute is zero minutes a day. So we save Shiva about this four to five, 20 hours a week. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty great. I'm pr really proud of the fact that the job I provided for Shiva saves him 20 hours a week. He's had in the last three years, two epileptic seizures in three years, as opposed to one every couple of weeks, right? We're, I'm changing his life. Like this is, this is the deal. Like this is what it's all about. This is why you were put here is to not just enjoy the wonderful comforts of life we get to have here in America, but to provide those things for people all across the world. I'm very proud that I get to be a part of that. And he loves his work at the Glutch Group and he's a huge part, he's just a huge blessing to us. I'm so thankful for him. But let me get really practical. Here's some of the stuff that he and the other people do on our team. Here's what you can do. So this is a calendar screenshot I took of Garrett. Garrett's one of my outside sales guys. I sold 300 houses. I didn't sell any houses. Uh, my team sold 300 houses last year with three sales guys. I have three agents. So that's what, 60 houses a guy? That's pretty good. How do you sell 60 houses a guy? Well, Shiva helps, right? That's why. So Shiva, now Garrett, this is a calendar update. He's gonna show houses to Rachel, right? That's what Garrett was up to, whatever day this was, a couple days ago. And here's how this works. Shiva gets, he's managing Garrett's email. So he's got the login, the whole thing. She, Garrett gets an email from Rachel who wants to see a couple houses. Shiva gets the email, checks Garrett's calendar. Can Garrett show houses then? He sure can, that's great. Finds out what, here's the MLS numbers of the two houses that he needs to show. He gets to work, creates an appointment on the calendar for Garrett and then does all this crap, right? You guys know what it takes to set up some showings. You gotta call agents and we've got details for the clients. When you sell 60 houses a year, that's a lot of people to keep track of. So what we do is we put all the notes. Okay, has this person gotten beat out on offers before? Are they frustrated? How are they doing in the home process? You know, Garrett, they get to know people, of course, they have relationships with people, but this helps just give a lay of the land for like what's going on with this client. Uh, then we get into the details about the houses. Here's all the remarks. Okay, you gotta have this gate code and here's the address and 
we confirmed you're good to go from 12 to 1220. And you, how many of you, you get on the street, you're going to show one, two, three Main Street and all these houses and the client goes, no, let's not see those. Let's go see these other three. That's awesome, right? Great, no problem. I'll just get out my laptop and make 48 phone calls and get three pissed at. What happens when that happens to Garrett? He says, no problem. Sends a text message to Shiva, he gets to work, right? So now Garrett's showing this house. Meanwhile, Shiva's behind the scenes over here, getting all the next showing set up. No problem, we can take care of that. Even better, Garrett's showing houses to, I don't know, 10 people this week, right? So he's showing houses to Rachel. He gets to be really present with her and her husband who are trying to, they, this is a big deal for them. He gets to be there fully present. He's not checking his emails, text messages, none of that. Shiva's doing all that. Shiva gets a text message from some other client who wants to show houses. I don't want to see two houses, I don't know, in three hours. You guys know it's a hot market. We can't wait till tomorrow to see, that. that's not gonna work. We gotta see those houses today. So Shiva on the back end sets up those showings. Garrett leaves this appointment an hour later and he's got showing set up from someone he didn't even know he was showing houses to an hour ago and it's all done, it's taken care of. He didn't even know he got an email and it's all taken care of on the back end. And this, you, you get, I'm just giving you one example of a million different things that folks can handle for you overseas. You don't have to have a license to do any of this. This is all unlicensed work. Couple systems, Anjali, we call her Julie. She's our virtual assistant in the Philippines who handles transaction coordinating. We got one transaction coordinator who handles 200 deals a year. That's pretty cool. Uh, kudos to whoever it was over here that was being honored earlier. That transaction coordinator is a very hard job, deserving of a lot of honor. You take a lot of heat in that job. So, but you'll notice this is one of our checklists. We use a system called Asana. You gotta have some system to manage your task load every day, right? And it has to be a system that works Every, all over the world, so it's to be cloud-based. Asana is the best one I found. I've looked at them all. It, for my money, Asana is the best. It's fantastic. So we have templates. Every time you sell a house, it's the same for us, whatever 70 things that have to happen every time you sell a house. Here's an example of all the stuff that has to happen when we sell a house. This is like when a house goes pending, you know, like this is the transaction coordinator's list. Look at how many of these things Julie does. Like almost all of them. That's how Stephanie can do, Stephanie, our Arizona-based person can do 200 a year, because Julie's doing a lot of the work. And so let me give you a couple examples of what Julie's up to. So uh, this is an intro email to the listing agent. Hello, listing agent, congratulations. Blah, 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 can I get the contract? It's the same every time, right? Nothing different, you guys do the same stuff. You're sending the same email to the same title companies and the same, this is all very repeatable, simple stuff that can fully be automated, can be put into a system and then assigned. And so now every time we sell a house, this checklist gets recreated with two clicks and all these tasks get assigned to Julie and she gets to work, no problemo. Gets that house sold, right? It's fantastic. Turn off MLS auto search, this is another simple example. You sell a house, you know, three, four, five days, you get paid, you don't want your client looking at all these new houses, right? You're lucky you got this house, like, let's be happy, move on. So turn off the auto search, right? Let's just be done with that and buy ourselves a house, right? That's stuff you forget to do because you're busy selling houses. Julie doesn't ever forget to do it. That gets done 100%. No problemo. Okay, let me give you another example. This, this is gonna take some, some mind stretching. So you can push this. And what I just showed you are simple examples, but we have it now to where every offer we get on a house, we list, I don't know, hundreds of houses a year. And uh, we get a lot of offers. You, sometimes you guys are getting 10, 12 offers on a house. That's crazy. How do you handle all that? Well, all of our offers go to Shiva in India. He gets the offers. He's responding to the offers. So they all come, hey, got it, great. Got the offer, awesome. He's responding as our, uh, our team member, you know. 
Uh, we, we're not saying, we're not announcing to the buyer's agent, hey, this is Shiva in India responding. We're just saying, great, we got it. We got the offer. Then what does he do? All these tasks right here, which are summarizing the offer. So all the template stuff, here's what the price is. Here's, he's creating a net sheet. I'll give you an example of that. Here's how to create a net sheet. We created these little videos and Dropbox so that Shiva knows now he can do it better than us, but knows how to create a net sheet, pull all the details out of that offer that are important, summarize it. We've got a spreadsheet. If we got five or six offers, he puts them all so that we can give it to the client. Now he sends it to our agent because we don't want to just send it cold from an unlicensed person because what if we screw up? That's no good, right? So this is important stuff. So what he's doing is summarizing out of this 20 page document, the most important stuff, sending it to my listing agent, Jeremy, who's then reviewing going, yep, that's all right. And then he forwards it to the client. Now the client has this beautifully manicured, simple, understandable explanation of what the offers, pros and cons are. And Jeremy spent five minutes on it, maybe. Think about how much time it takes you to sift through an offer and make sure the prequel's there. And not only that, Shiva will call every single offer we get. We've learned this from history. A lot of the offers we get, they're the people, they got a pre-qualification letter, but they're not really very well pre-qualified. So I called my lender and said, hey, what five questions should I be asking every lender who sends me a prequel? And he said, ask these, did they pass desktop underwriter? Are they W2, are they blah, blah, blah. So we have a checklist and Shiva will call the listing. Some of these calls are amazing, but he'll call the listing or the uh, lender for the buyer and ask these questions. And you know, he's got an accent and the whole thing. And so people are super confused. They're like, I thought I wrote John Glutchen offer. Who am I talking to, you know? This guy's like, hey, well, okay, is he pre-call, did you, did he pass desktop underwriter? And he just summarizes the answers. He might have to call lender four or five times. That's better than Jeremy doing it because he's got 60 houses to sell this year. So well, that all gets summarized and gets put over into Jeremy's email and Jeremy now knows not only do we have this offer to summarize for the client, but we can tell the client, hey, we also called the lender and we're pretty sure this guy's actually really well qualified. He didn't just get a prequal. Like he proved it. We, we, we've learned what questions to ask and we asked that person the question. So this gives you an idea. And let me just give you a couple simple things. And I'll wrap up. Here's some other things you do. They could screen your email, answer phones. So we have Ring Central. So all of my salespeople don't use their, they use their cell phones, but they use a Ring Central app to make and receive phone calls. So it's all digital so that, let, they, let's say even better, they go on vacation for a week. They literally, they turn their phone off. Their clients cannot call them because it's all the messages and phone calls that are coming in are being received by Shiva because we turn the Ring Central phone on in his computer. Now he's getting them all and he's, he answers what he can, a lot of stuff he can't. And he asked one of the other agents on our team, hey, Brad's client needs this. I don't want to bother Brad. He's in Bermuda. So how can we help out? And literally Brad spends a week in Bermuda, does not answer a single phone call or a single email. How would that be? That's pretty cool, right? So that, that requires, you know, some work, some energy to get started on this. Then you can track everything. You would not believe I kept asking questions about what are your conversion rates and all this stuff, right? It's because I track all that. I know all that stuff because we have people overseas helping us track these things. Uh, inputting data, running Facebook ads. I mean, it go, you can just go on and on this stuff. So lots of stuff they can do. Now, here you go, vhecheat.com, or you can go to John Glutch, this is my Instagram, or you can just go to johnglutch.com, and I've got this, and then I've got a wow cheat sheet, which is what I talked about last time. So this will give you a PDF download, it's like 10 pages long, and it also links to YouTube videos where I try to walk through a bunch of this stuff too. You can answer, ask me questions. I'm very tactile, I like to, the system, make it really doable, and I believe in this. Not only will this help your business, but honestly, for me, more importantly, I, I think that, this has changed my life so much that I'm hoping to uh, sell you guys on this idea so that it can benefit your life and benefit the lives of the people that you will hire down the road. There, it, there's an absolutely desperate need. Can I just be real with you about the world we live in right now, in particular real estate? It becomes so adversarial. Like we get a deal with someone 
And now we're enemies and they're saying stuff to my transaction coordinator that you should just never say to somebody, you know, like they're just being mean. And there's this thing where we're now not even treating each other like people. And so my, our mission at the Glutch Group is to humanize the real estate industry. So we're not just trying to like humanize the transactions we get involved with. We want actually the whole industry to be transformed and to get to this place where we're treating each other like people again. And so I think it starts with the way we interact with each other, but it also, is the way we create teams. Those of you who have it in you to hire people or to create teams, I need people like you who are people of honor, people who show up to an event like this to grow, to step up and go, because I can't hire everybody, you know? So we need people like Zondra and Kyle, Dan, all these people to, to show up and build big teams because now we have great cultures and environments for people to be a part of. So I hope I've encouraged you and inspired you today to take a step, get past the chicken line. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. All right, we got time for one, and Mary's already claimed it. What does your team in Arizona look like? A lot of admins, so three salespeople. So because of that, we have six people overseas. We have one transaction coordinator in Arizona. We have one photographer, sign guy, gopher, you know, who go, just does all the stuff that needs to get done to list houses. Uh, and we've got one office administrator who's really our wow coordinator. And she is the one you talked about uh, surprising and delighting your clients. That's her mission statement, surprising and delighting our clients. So those are the people in Arizona and then the sales guys. So. Great. Since Dan just ran out of the room, we'll get one more real quick. Yes. Just yelling. What company do you use to hire coaches? I don't. So, uh, well, there's it, that's answered in the cheat sheet, but like Upwork is a place you can find them. There's a bunch of virtual assistant Facebook groups, lots of them. Uh, but you got to be careful. There are lots of companies who suck at this, to be frank. Uh, you can use uh, my Outdesk. They are the best by far that I've experienced. That's going to cost you more though, because they're going to pay half of what you pay them goes to the virtual assistant and half goes to my outdesk. So you're paying double what you would pay if you found someone directly. So, but they're good. Uh, the people I've hired from my outdesk have been good. So if you just don't want to do this, it, you, you know, my outdesk would be a good option for you. Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much. Thanks.